Today is President's Day, and with all the stuff about the elections in the news, we're going to talk a little bit of politics about the president. Should we respect him? Does he deserve our respect or not? And Wes is going to reveal who he's voting for in the next presidential election. <laughs> Welcome to Sage Reverie, a podcast where we seek to live well and live wisely. I'm Mike Wilson. And I'm Wes Smith. We live in the great state of Wyoming, and each week, from a biblical perspective, we discuss a trending topic and what others are saying about it. If you're using these episodes for your group, there are discussion questions in the description. And for more information about our ministry, visit church307.com. So yeah, we're talking about the president today, and I'm not talking specifically about Joe Biden. We're talking more in general, the office of the presidency or our, our governing leaders in general, and how much respect do they deserve? Um, do we have a biblical mandate to give them respect, even if they haven't earned our respect? I, to be honest, Wes, I kind of miss the days when I was younger the way we talked about at least the office of the president was with a lot more respect yeah. uh, and honor to the, um, there was this idea that every president, the peaceful transition of power and, and yeah. what a great country we have. And, and, and all of that was really uplifting to me as a kid. Yeah. I remember loving that kind of talk. And then 24 seven media comes along and a bunch of news anchors need to come up with ways to criticize our president as much as they possibly can. Uh, and now we hate our presidents, yeah. um, unless they happen to be the one we voted for, but the odds yeah. of that are low. So, um, so what do you think is it, was I naive in my enjoying thinking well of the president or um, should we try to get back to that? I'm sure there was some, some naivety with yeah. that, right? Like I'm sure uh, uh, that's part of it, but, but the civil approach to discourse that you probably experienced as a kid mm -hmm. is so honoring to the way God wants us to approach those in leadership. He says he's put them there. Yeah. And he says this, like, you know, Nebuchadnezzar, this would be said of Nebuchadnezzar. Wow. Now we have yet to experience an, a leader. No. Like Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. Uh, none of us have faced a fiery furnace yet, right? And even in that, the the approach was God put him there. So there's a civil discourse. It doesn't mean we can't disagree. It doesn't mean we can't protest. It doesn't mean, but yeah. Yeah. So Ro Paul wrote that passage to the church in Rome. Romans 13 yes. is the one that says, yes. God placed your governing authorities there, so you should yeah. honor them. And so Paul would have been talking about Nero. Nero. Like you're talking yeah. about a guy who's killing Christians yes. and Paul's saying you should honor yeah. him. In brutal ways. In, in, just, yeah. And in so I'm wondering ways. like, yeah. Yeah. How, how, why did he write that? That yeah. seems a little annoying yeah. that he wrote that. Yeah. And cause I want him to create a revolt that yes. uprises against yeah. Nero, yeah. not says submit to Nero. Yeah. Jesus says, pay to Caesar what is Caesar's. Yeah. Like, do you know who Caesar is? Do yeah. you know what he's done? Yeah. Uh, and you're saying we should give him money. Like, so yeah. it, that's a difficult yeah. thing for me. When I look at the people in this, this instruction, this Roman 13 instruction to people in Iran, mm -hmm. and people in North Korea, mm -hmm. if they read this passage mm -hmm. saying, honor your governing authorities, that is a whole new level than yeah. what we are being asked to do yeah. because I disagree with our current president on an issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. And, and yet we have probably shown less ability to yeah. show honor to our president yeah. than the people yeah. in Iran. Yeah. Why do you think yeah. that is? What's you know, we, we, we have not in our era, in our culture, we have not learned how to have Christian civil disobedience. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and it's, it isn't an easy line mm-hmm. and uh, it is hard because you and I, and and others we know like we have some strong disagreements about some of the things that are happening in our country, right? Yeah. And so, to to have civil discourse is a hard thing. I think, and and part of it is, you know, this as a pastor, it's not just the way we sort of treat our presidents or our. It's the way we treat a lot of our leaders now. Yeah. It's we are encouraged. And our, our market system is driven by discontent with leadership, yep. right? You should review that Amazon purchase. You yes. made. How many stars on yes. that hotel or whatever? Yeah. And everybody becomes a critic. Yep. And so we yep. have trained ourselves yeah. to be critical of our yeah. leaders. So, so let's give ourselves grace, though, mm-hmm. for not doing this well because of it. we're inundated with this in our culture. Yeah. But that's why I think as a Christ follower, I can stand out. Right. I can model what healthy civil disobedience should look like. Mm-hmm. I can model what it is to say, I strongly disagree with this direction, but I'm going to communicate that in a, in a, in a way that clearly is different from my culture yeah. so much so that people ask, where'd that come from? That's my goal. See, I'm a citizen of heaven first. Yeah. Out of my country. Yeah. And as citizens of heaven, we've been given some instructions from scripture, like turn yeah. the other cheek. Yeah. That yeah. are totally counterintuitive, counter-intuitive t- countercultural. Yeah. Doesn't feel natural. So we've got yeah. to train ourselves to do what, this, yeah. what our heavenly kingdom yeah. would command us to do rather yeah. than what the earthly kingdom would tell us. Yeah. To do. That's exactly right. And then those who push back on this conversation would say, wait, that's not. Scripture also talks about fighting for what is right. And so how do you balance these two things? There's this scene in Acts where um, the governor, governing authorities come to the apostles and say, stop preaching in Jesus's name. Yeah. And they're like, uh, I I wrote the passage down. It says, we must obey God rather than any human authority. Yeah. And so now it seems like you've got two Mm -hmm. conflicting statements. Mm -hmm. Paul in Romans is saying, submit to the authorities. Mm -hmm. And here in Acts, you've got the apostles not submitting to the authorities. So how do we balance these two two things? And how do we know when to follow which one? Yeah. So how do you do that as a pastor? Mike, how how do you like, this is a great question. And somebody who's in on the front lines as a pastor, I think they're the ones that face it often because how do you not get up and, and, and how do you show respect? And yet, yeah. Stand, you know, God's word. How do you do that? I think first on these two passages, I think we have to remind ourselves of the difference between a proverb and a, and a rule or a command. Yeah. A proverb is just kind of a general principle. Like here's a guideline that I think you should try to adopt in your life. Yeah. And scripture gives us a ton of these things like mm. the command or the statement in Proverbs, train up a child in a way, the way he should go and he yeah. will not depart from it. Yeah. Well, we all know somebody who did a pretty good job raising their children. Yeah. And they didn't turn out well. Yeah. Our heavenly father, has done a pretty good job with us, but not all of us turn out yeah. well. So it's yeah. a general proverb, yeah. not a uh, 100% always accurate law. Yeah. And so I would have put both of these statements in that category. This is a proverb. You mm-hmm. should do everything you can to mm-hmm. honor your governing authorities. Yeah. But if what they're commanding you to do mm-hmm. goes against what you know to be true from scripture, mm-hmm. there's a line drawn. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think it's, it's the same thing if, if a parent, scripture tells us that we should honor our father and mother. Mm-hmm. But if your father right. and mother are evil and they tell you to do something wrong, yeah. then yeah. you don't yeah. obey your father and mother. Yeah. So there's limits to biblical instruction all the way through it. And this definitely falls in that category. A a proverb says, generally, this is true. Mm -hmm. You can say people have two legs, Mm -hmm. but we all know there are some people who don't have two legs. Right. Right. That's a generally true statement. Yeah. Um, And so I think that that's the case with honor your governing Mm -hmm. authorities. Mm -hmm. The question becomes, how do I decide where to draw the line? Yeah, that's the real wisdom. Wh- which issues where? are, are yeah. against biblical commands? And I think the problem is because we are naturally very opinionated people, yeah. we draw the line very liberally. Mm. And we want to say everything is against scripture mm. because that will allow me to fight a political battle that I want to fight. Yeah, I'm very, very opinionated on politics. Yeah. Um, and there is not an issue where I don't have a strong opinion. (laughs) So I get the opportunity every Sunday to get up and preach my opinions if I want to. And so it is, it is a constant battle for me to decide, is this a fight that God would have me fight? Mm -hmm. And I think almost all of the time, the answer is no. Mm -hmm. There are so many battles I want to fight. Mm -hmm that I should not fight. Mm -hmm. And I I have some good friends that are in um, politics Mm -hmm. and politicians used to be really wise at picking their battles. Mm -hmm. Like, like you're not going to fix all of government overnight. Mm -hmm. You're not going to fix the entire problem, all the problems. And if you try to fix it all right away, you will fail. You will not fix anything Mm -hmm. because you will make so many enemies that everybody will revolt against you. Mm -hmm. So my advice constantly to my friends that are in politics is pick your battles. What are Mm -hmm. you, what has God called you to? Mm -hmm. And he has not called you to all of them. Mm -hmm. He's not that dumb. Mm -hmm. He's called you to something. You allow scripture to lead you to that battle that he wants you to fight. And it's probably going to be one or two things, Mm -hmm. but politicians today, you watch Mm -hmm. these debates Mm -hmm. and they have to be, Black and white on every single issue. Everything, yeah. Everything is a pendulum swing. Yeah. Like, this is the most important election of our life. I'm like, you've said that every election. (laughs) (laughs) Has there been a presidential election in our life that wasn't the most important election of our life? Like, every statement is extreme and big and terrifying because their job is to get us to the polls Mm -hmm. and to get us to go vote. Mm -hmm. And if they can make us irate and angry enough. Yeah then they can get us to the polls. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Whole system's based on that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it really is. I think on a practical level, the only issue that is labeled by our world as political that I've fought from the stage has been the abortion issue. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's something that God has made me uniquely passionate about, mm-hmm. largely because of uh, the infertility struggles we've had. And yeah. And some revelations I feel like that God has given me, how clear scripture is on the topic, that it's a battle that I've decided is worth me fighting. Mm -hmm. There are some other issues that I think scripture is very clear on, Mm -hmm. and my congregation would love me to speak more on, that I've chosen not to. Mm -hmm. That um, immigration is one. Mm -hmm. I think scripture is very clear on it. We're going to do a whole episode on it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would like to talk more about it. However, Mm -hmm. I know that 
fighting that battle would diminish my voice in fighting some other battles. And so maybe down the road someday mm -hmm. that becomes something mm -hmm. more I, I fight from, mm -hmm. uh, fight publicly. But mm -hmm. right now I'm deciding to not fight every battle because the, the person who is overtly partisan on everything, they just get turned off. Yeah. I might vote for you because I think you're going to support me, but in terms of affecting my ideas, I'm not going to listen to you. Mm -hmm. Your opinion doesn't matter to me because I know why you're saying what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And if all, if all of what you're saying is purely just a, the, um, to get me to vote for you, now you're not a thought leader. Mm -hmm. Now you're just a partisan. Mm -hmm. And we are called to be more than just partisans. Mm -hmm. We need to have, we need to, oh, create relationships with people in which they're willing to hear us out, maybe even learn something from us. And if all we've done is tow the party line, they tune us out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mentioned earlier, we're citizens of heaven first. Mm -hmm. In every conversation, public or in one-on-one, -on -one, if my goal in your life is to help you get to know God better, yeah, is to introduce you maybe to the one who gave his life for you. Mm -hmm. I I approach a political conversation differently, mm -hmm. right? Yep. I'm, I'm we're, we're going to think together. We're going to learn together. Yep. We're going to explore scripture together. If you're open to that, we're going to we're going to listen. I don't compromise my views. Like, I, you, you know, this isn't a watering down of my beliefs, but it's just a different discourse. I yeah. think it really reinforces what you say, because what I care about most is you. Yeah. And what I care about is, is your relationship with the God who made you. And he'll help you figure out some of those other things if you really walk with him long enough. Right. Yeah. So I don't think I've ever led somebody to Christ by proving them wrong. no. That's, no, that's, that's the not how that happens, right? Let's watch this. This is this is what most people think of when they think of the way the church is fighting political battles. Forever burn, for, forever burn. Go down the line, <laughs> just keep pushing on to the hell we will forever burn. We're sorry. sorry. The God you're trying to reach will hear your crap this time. Oh. We're the Westboro Baptist Church, and we are from Topeka, Kansas. And we came all this way because we saw that the people of McAllister are in desperate shape. We're here for a soldier's funeral, and they came out about 3,000 brutish rebels and slashed the tires. Two women and four little children came six hours, and they slashed their tires. I grew up not far from that church. Okay. So they were in the news, local news all the time. Yeah. Protesting funerals yeah. and all kinds of terrible stuff. Do you want to tell us why Westboro Baptist Church is doing it the wrong way? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, where would we start, right? Yeah. Where would we start? It. The, the sad part, like you, we now as a church are thought of as you know, cultural protesters first, mm -hmm. and that's not that is just so different than Jesus. Yeah, we have to be known so for what we're for, different than not Jesus. just for what we're yeah. against. Yeah, yeah, and and again, it, you don't hear in this some kind of compromise. It was Jesus that told the woman caught in adultery, "Go and sin no more." But the whole first part of that story, of course, is is just whoa 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 
Mm-hmm. Let's have a different whole look at this and a different mindset about having these conversations. And so, so this doesn't mean we don't, we don't take stands and we, 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 we have to say, Hey, we believe scripture says this about, you know, this issue and this issue and this issue, but, but you're not going to see us with billboards that start with that. It's not on our front door. You know, we start with here's Jesus and Jesus instruction is love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, sacrifice for people that you don't agree with like that big picture of that just does not allow for Westboro Baptist church. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious about though, calling out the sin of, governing authorities and calling out when they are actively, how, how do we do that? Here's a, here's a video of a Catholic priest um, calling out our Catholic president. We've just elected a Catholic president who is diametrically opposed to all of the basic moral principles that are proclaimed by the Roman Catholic Church. Not only abortion and the sanctity of human life, but the sanctity of marriage, and this gender silliness. If for some reason he would be in Buckeye on a Sunday, Joe Biden is welcome to come to Mass here. His ideas are not welcome here. And if you ask me a follow-up question, would you give him communion? No. Over my dead body. Not until he repents. He's a public figure. He needs to publicly repent. And we need to pray for his conversion. Wow. I wonder about the difference between calling out the side you are on versus calling out the opposition. Mm-hmm. If I'm criticizing, if I am known as a uh, evangelical and we have an evangelical pastor, mm-hmm. then, or sorry, president, yeah. then uh, do I speak differently of our disagreements? Because naturally what happens, we become partisan and I have clouded my mind to think that everything that the president that I voted for is right, does is right. And everything that a president I didn't vote for is wrong. Mm-hmm. And that if, if your loyalty is more toward a political party than to staying true to scripture, then you, you're not a citizen of the kingdom of heaven in your actions. Mm-hmm. Um, but with your public statements, particularly you're talking right. about, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah, we, our lo- my loyalty is staying true as often as possible to scripture. And the problem is we've gotten really good at making some, uh, mo- mostly in our circles, it's Republican. Some Republican talking points sound like they're script- mm-hmm. biblical. Yeah, uh, We've gotten really good at justifying our opinions on some topics using scripture, when in reality, most honest people from the outside looking in on, on those topics would say, that's not very intellectually honest. Mm-hmm. Um, yet we are naturally partisan and we want to agree with our side. Number one, because we don't want to make enemies of our friends. Mm-hmm. I can criticize people I don't know because it's not going to affect me. But if I disagree with somebody in my life group, mm-hmm. that's going to be an ongoing conversation. And we have some of those in our life group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> we don't agree with on political issues and that can get awkward. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so you you pick your battles more wisely when it's somebody that is perceived to be on your side of the aisle. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? It used to be much more common to have friends who disagreed with us politically than it, than it is now. True. Yep. 
uh, we we were much more capable, you know, of of if I'm a Republican having a, a Democrat as a close friend yep. and having uh, having good friendships that way than we are now. We just we it's it's harder and harder. And of course, the issues have gotten more intense for yeah. sure. Yep. It's not just the way we've changed, but we certainly have changed that way. You know, I just I'm reacting to this to this priest, I guess it would be right yep. that we just heard give this. Uh, and and as as much as possible, if we can stay concern based and issue based and discuss it from that perspective, not a person, uh, maybe between you and I, we might share our thoughts of what we think about some personality or another. And yeah. but but in terms of when we're representing the church or Christ or some bigger thing, our citizenship in heaven, boy, I just don't like how it goes. You know, I've 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 watched pastors through the COVID era have to decide what that line is, right? Because on the one hand, our government is saying, you know, care for your community, don't expose people to sickness, and if you encourage a gathering, you're exposing people to sickness, and and on the other hand, the Bible teaches, you know, we are to gather together and, and walking that line for, our, there's no yeah. easy right answer in nope. that. And you're the people you're trying to lead as a pastor have strong opinions either way about that. Right. Yeah. Almost equally is the problem. Yeah. And, and so that, that to me brought all of this to like a real life kind of thing. Yep. Uh, and how do we how do we show honor to the people around us, our, our governmental leaders, and yet trace stay true to scripture? And you just hit on something. Sometimes we fight over things that we think scripture, we've been taught like scripture is black and white on this issue, when it really is not oh, black no. and white on right. that issue. Yep. And and yet there are times, and there's gonna be increasing times, where we have to say to our government leaders, no, yep, no, we are sure we're called to this. And we will not back down. We will, you know, Paul preached the gospel. That being the obvious one. Yep. We, he, he did not storm the government headquarters, though, with a rebellion. Right. He yep. just preached the gospel. Yep. Right. So we, there's a line there, right? I think that brings up uh, religious liberty. Yeah. Because that, that is one of those topics that politicians use in order to get us evangelicals yep. to the polls. Rightfully so at yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious where you think, yeah. where you see the infringement on religious liberty. Yeah. How do you see that right now? You know, it's so, I live in Wyoming. I spend quite a bit of time in Wyoming. I love Wyoming. Mm -hmm. I do so intentionally because with my job, <laughs> with my job, I could choose to live almost anywhere I would want. Yeah. And I choose to live here. I, I love it. But I sometimes chuckle a bit when I hear some of my comrades who live with me yeah. talk about religious infringement because I also part of my responsibility is other places in the world. Right. Yeah. And, and they know a little more about religious infringement yep. and they should, they should be the leaders in speaking about that and how we live and be the most frustrated by it. You know, uh, I, so I kind of chuckle. I, we should be concerned about it. Yeah. We should be aware of it. We should vote with wisdom. Yeah. But sometimes, by the way, God's goal in our life is not freedom. Right. Exactly. God, God does allow for mm -hmm. there to be persecution. Yeah. And, and, and we, we are to be 
civil, loving, turn the other cheek people in those moments. It's more about how can we witness and cooperate with what God's doing than stand up for our religious freedom. Yeah. Yep. Right. Sometimes that value is such a, it's not actually necessarily a, a, a tremendous godly value. Yeah. And so be careful about how we talk about infringement because sometimes God intentionally allows for infringement and, and we should cooperate with what he's doing in that moment. Generally, biblical advice about fighting for freedom is not about fighting for your freedom. No. It's not about fighting for our freedom. It's fighting for the freedom of others. It's yeah. protecting others. Those yeah. who can't defend themselves, protect themselves. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, there's some instruction about fighting for freedom in scripture, but it's a very sacrificial yeah. form of freedom. In fact, most of a Christian historian would tell you one of the best things that could possibly happen to the Christian church right now would be a little bit of persecution. A little bit of persecution. And so I'm not- I don't want that. I'm, I'm not, not for that. For yeah. Just to be clear, yeah. Yeah. persecution, bad. I'm yeah. against it. Yeah, but, yeah right. I think it's right. interesting that where Christianity goes, religious freedom usually follows. Yeah. The the alarmists would like to say that when Christianity grows, then there's this there's no separation of church and state. Mm -hmm. The truth is that where Christianity goes, usually there is more and more, more religious freedom. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. so that's Less persecution. That, yeah. More freedom. Yes. Absolutely. And so yeah. we are big fans of religious liberty because yeah. we are confident in what we believe. Yeah. I believe biblical truth is truth and it will win out. Yeah. If, if you allow the ideas to be wrestled with mm -hmm. that, that if you hold the Quran up to the Bible, yeah. the Bible will win. Yeah. And so I would like for more information, more truth yeah. to be, to yeah. come to light rather than less, because yeah. if all I am allowed to believe is scripture, yeah. Yeah. then as soon as I get a little bit of freedom, I will run from scripture as quick as possible. Yeah. So we are big fans of religious liberty. But I feel like there has been a tremendous amount of exaggeration yeah, about yeah. how much the government is attacking our religious yeah. freedom. I'm like, yeah, sure. you know, I'm a pastor and I have so many benefits as a pastor that the rest of the society gets. And I'll take the benefits. Yeah. But yeah. there is no way yeah. that the government, at least to this point, is mm. working hard to remove our religious mm. liberty in many ways. Yeah. I mean, we are exempt from paying taxes mm -hmm. um, when Jesus tells us to give to Caesar what is Caesar. We are exempt from the pastors get, we're not taxed on our houses. And, um, mm -hmm. and you, you talk about uh, the, the ability of um, pastors to speak truth from the pulpit. Mm -hmm. The alarmists talk a lot about how we're not allowed to anymore, mm -hmm. but I just don't see that as true. Mm -hmm. you, you actually, I'm going to play a, I'm going to play a clip of a pastor speaking his mind from the pulpit. You see, here's what the left does. If they can't kill your baby in the womb, they'll starve them to death later on after they've been born. Now I'm gonna say something right now, gonna make about maybe 10 of you mad. But I don't care if it makes all of you mad. We'll start over next week. You know, the Bible talks about church discipline, right? About kicking folks out that cause trouble. I'm almost going to say I'm about to the place. I am to the place. I'm to the place right now. If you vote Democrat, I don't even want you around this church. You can get out. Mm. You can get out, you demon. Mm. You can get out, you baby butchering election thief. You cannot be a mm. Christian and vote Democrat in this nation. I don't care how mad that makes you. You get pissed off as you want to. You cannot be a Christian and vote Democrat in this nation. They are God-denying demons that butcher babies and hate this nation. Wow. 
okay, I don't want any more of that. Wow. Just to be clear, we are not with him. No, no, <laughs> um, th- no. Wow. You want to guess where he's a pastor? <laughs> <laughs> he's a pastor in Tennessee where yeah. you can say that type of stuff. Yeah. And to, to claim that there is not enough religious liberty to allow us to speak See, and the thing is now, it used to be, of course, that kind of stuff has always been said from pulpits, platforms. But now in, in our era where that spreads, that that becomes what people hear and understand and believe about the church, True. And believe yep. about Jesus, right? Yep. And, and that's why we have to almost, you have to be extra careful, yep. go, go a little further the other way in terms of kindness and grace about some of these things. You and I both believe that taking the life of a baby before birth mm-hmm. is wrong, yep. right? We, we, we would, we believe scripture teaches yep. that, but, but what, what somebody who, who doesn't has heard about our position is that what yep. we just watched. So we have to be even more careful about how we have this discourse, this it conversation. It forces us to swing the pendulum back yeah. the other way. And, and we, yeah. we can't even be as truthful as we want to be. Yeah. Because we've got yeah. to increase the grace to yeah. counteract yeah. the yeah that's that's too bad yeah that's too bad I, I do I do want to clarify though you brought up the issue of COVID and if I had to do COVID over again in hindsight I would totally do the way uh, make decisions differently make them differently yeah um, and yeah. That, hi, hindsight helps yeah. a little bit yeah in that, 2020 but, right yeah but yeah. I, I feel like there was an infringement. Mm-hmm. That happened mm-hmm. from the government mm-hmm. uh, on the on on rights, mm-hmm. and they took too much control, and they yeah. they removed yeah. too much liberty, and so that's yeah. I would see that as the extreme version of what we are scared of. So I yeah. also want yeah, to yeah, say yeah. we do have to be careful of that. Yeah, we have to watch out for if the government yeah. tries to do something like that again. I'm going to react more harshly. Yep. I'm yep. going to take more of a stand. Yep. Um, not because I'm against trying to protect people from getting sick, right, but right. I would like the freedom yeah. to try to protect people from getting yeah. sick rather than being told when I can and cannot yeah. preach to my congregation. I think most most of of the world of clergy would have a similar response to say, yeah. I might do that a little differently. And I think we went maybe a little far at times in in honoring this. You don't know in the moment, right? right. You, there's so much more we know about COVID. There's so much more we know about masks. There's so much more yeah. we know about all the stuff, right? They, they had we convinced us then. that everybody over 80 was going to die. Yeah. So we yeah, were scared. Proximity was, uh, we were convinced of all kinds of things. And we were just in the moment doing our best. I We are going to increasingly see, I think, moments where we have to stand up to infringement. Right. Yep. We are seeing that now in some of the places where, where, you know, and I don't, I, I'll, I'll, I'll pick a few cities maybe in, in, on the West coast in Portland and the East coast, certainly in New York where, where it's not so much government, but there is in there, there, there is pressure. Can you give an example applied. of what? So we, you know, we had a, a, a one of our, our churches in, in Boston, uh, where this was a, a church starting in a coffee shop. And, and, and this is not too uncommon now for some of our emerging churches to start in a, in a common place like a coffee shop or whatever. And a particular very uh, liberal lobby decided to camp in front of them, encouraged by, in many cases, their local authorities, 
and just literally shut the business down, even though the this group of people are the most loving, non-aggressive uh, group of people and just, hey, we understand there's some disagreement. We just simply want to love. We're not going to make any political statements with this. We just, we want, we want to introduce people to Christ. They did it the right way. Yeah. Like they did it the right way. Mm-hmm. And, and they were just shut down. Wow. Well, there was, and there was no protections for them of any kind, uh, intentionally so, right? So that's infringement. Yeah, yeah. That's infringement. That's wrong. And, and that we should protest. Yep. We should have civil disobedience about. But even doing that in a way that is, is non-threatening, non-aggressive. Yeah. Uh, so that's, it's coming. It's real. And we've got to be wise about it. And, and, and just because we just watched that video and it was so ridiculous yeah. is just bad uh doesn't it doesn't mean we go the other extreme right and we don't teach people what the bible has to say about particular issues yep. that that jesus is very concerned about right, right? yeah yeah and a, a lot of this is contextualized yeah. regional uh we are a wyoming organization and so we we are mostly experiencing what's happening here in wyoming yeah um, and so far, we haven't seen that in Wyoming. Yeah. Thankful for that. But yeah, yeah, we also have to remember we've been called to fight for the freedom of yeah. those who are not in our yeah. situation. That's so. right. We should care what happens in Boston and right. Portland and Iran and yep. everywhere else and and pray for and stand with them and care. And and you made a great point. We got to be wise. We've got to watch it. We're, we're probably going to live in a, a in a world that gets more and more antagonistic towards Christian values. Yep, absolutely. So figuring out how to respond to that, and but standing up for what we know is right. There was a change in tone when the New Atheist started portraying Christianity, not just as unnecessary, because that's kind of been the nat. The, uh, well, we have science now. We don't need Christianity. Mm-hmm. There has been a change in tone in that now we've been portrayed as something that is Harmful. Harmful. And if that idea continues to catch on, that not only is religion unnecessary, but it's Mm -hmm. that it's harmful. Mm -hmm. And the revisionist history likes to say that all the wars have been started because of religion and all all this other stuff. But we have to we have to watch out for that message. Yeah. Harmful to women. Yeah. Harmful to same sex relationships and those people themselves. Right. Harmful to so much were portrayed as. And 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 again. If we can simply introduce people to Jesus, yep. they understand he was a radical in his uh, his support of women. Yep, he was so empowering it was scandalous. Yeah, yep. right. Yeah, uh, it was just it's 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 an it's an untruth about who he is. It's okay if it's an untruth about who we are. Yeah. It's not about us, right? Yeah. We just we we stand up for who he was, and that takes care of everything. But we're in a world. Where there's lie about that. There's right. a great lie. And if Jesus expresses a uh, disagreement with the way that you are living your life, with your lifestyle, it's not yeah. because he doesn't like you. It's because he wants what's best for you he and he knows what's, what's best. best and for he, you. since he created you, right. he knows where you're going to find the most joy, fulfillment, peace, all that. He wants what's for you. Yeah. So you're finding against yourself, right? When you fight him, but, but, Take up your cross, deny yourself. Those are hard things yep. for our world. And some won't, and some just won't. We say Jesus makes your life better and he makes you better at life. Like yeah. adopt his ways. It will be better. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're getting off topic yeah. a little bit, but. Uh, yeah, Cause we I, love him, right? That's we right. want to promote him. It's yeah. just, that's, that's the key to everything. We got to start preaching. <laughs> 
So thank you for joining us today. Uh, I, I, my prayer for you and for us in this season of election is that we rem- we keep our mind focused on we are citizens of heaven. We are citizens of God's kingdom. And so what does it look like for us to be faithful to that calling in this election season? And uh, I say get involved. Get involved in elections and, and, yeah. and vote and do all that stuff. Um, it's wise. It's a yeah. wise step to take. And so get involved, but do so lovingly and gracefully. Yeah. Amen. Jesus loves you unconditionally and he died to give you new life. Thanks for joining us.